Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. This is Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins. I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham is spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, Big Meach 41 And now, I can officially say this, on season two, I am now on TikTok, at Alex Meacham 41 This is a special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is presented by Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Bearcat fans, I would like to welcome in my next guest who covers the Bearcat football and basketball team for the front office news. He was on earlier this year, and he had me on his podcast, and I think he does a great job covering the Bearcats. I would like to welcome in my guy. J.T. Smith. What's going on, bro? Nothing much. What's going on, Meech? Man, I am uh, I'm grinding out a lot of work right now, man. Just a, It's AAU season, putting these teams together, so just grinding all that out. What about yourself? Man, grinding myself, man. Uh, just uh, posted a few articles and, uh, man, trying to get these loans closed, you know, so Anybody out there need a mortgage refi or whatnot? Holla at me. <laughs> <laughs> quick plug. I like it. I like yeah, it. Man. Hey, uh-huh. let's, 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 let's rewind it real quick. Um, you said you posted some new articles. Tell everybody how they can get your uh, content. Yeah, man. Hit hit up the frontofficenews.com. Everything's going to be posted there. Instagram, hit up frontofficenews. Also on Twitter, frontofficenews. And then if you want me personally, on Twitter, underscore JT underscore Uh-oh. Smith. Uh oh, they're in trouble. <laughs> they're getting at you, man. They're in trouble. <laughs> um, you know how that goes. I know exactly, uh, exactly. Now, now, do you you do you have a son? Is that right? Yeah, man, a couple actually. Um, but my my oldest is eleven, so we uh, okay. That's the one. I yeah, played basketball, right? Yeah, basketball, baseball. We're in you're in a select baseball season about to start up in a well. I think next Saturday, next Saturday will be his first tournament, and then okay. football. So he's playing a little bit of everything. Isn't it great that like things are starting to turn a corner as far as like the pandemic, and it feels like we're kind of getting back to something. Like kids are active, yeah. and does it? Do you feel that way? Yeah, definitely, man, for sure. Like my daughter, I mean, I took my wife took her to soccer practice. She's been doing gymnastics, but like now, my youngest is still doing a little bit of baseball, so. We're kind of starting to get stuff rolling, man. It's like, all right, next year, you know, I think it'll be a lot better for everybody, especially by fall time, I'm guessing. But, you know, yeah. with basketball, I'm happy that, you know, your 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 team's starting back up and everything. So I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. I see uh, I see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. Yeah. And let's let's also say uh, today is March 9th, um, and, and I always call that Biggie Day. Um, all right. Yeah, for sure. Day. For sure. You know, it's, it's Biggie sure. Day. Are you a Are you a fan of of Biggie's? 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, favorite Biggie song, album? Ah, oh, man. That is... Hmm. Maybe 10 Crack Commandments, maybe? Ooh. What's the, uh, I might go off the top of my head. Uh, okay. I might go with that. I might go with that. Um, kicking the door is definitely one of my favorites too. Do you do you know kicking <laughs> you know kicking the door was uh part of that was aimed at Nas. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard. I heard, man. Mm-hmm. I heard it was a little little backdoor East Coast uh, beef. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I need to I need oh. to see more backstory on that one. I love that that history of of. Song, especially back then, everybody's so coded, so you had to listen and know what was going on to pick it up. Nowadays, people are just brash if they are dissing each other, you know. For sure, for sure. <laughs> now, now that that gen- that generation of hip hop, man, was so, was so great because it's like, you know, you're looking at listening to like a Biggie, a Jay Z, uh, artists like that who really take a a lot of time to craft their lyrics. It's like looking at a, a a Picasso painting and you know you have to really you can't just look at it walk away I mean you really got to absorb that painting right to really get the full understanding and then you've got to find the backstory to why that artist painted that painting you know what I mean exactly 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 I I haven't watched it yet I haven't because that's the one on Netflix right yeah yeah man it is good so it's good so far Bad. Uh, it's in my queue. It's in my queue. So I'm definitely, definitely gonna probably check it out. Probably this weekend, honestly. I bet. I think I might do it this weekend. Check, check it out for sure. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, now here's what I want to do today on this podcast. I want to talk about the last two games that the Bearcats have played. Then I want to jump into breaking down the AAC tourney. I've got the brackets okay. up here, and want to get your thoughts on what the Bearcats can do in the tourney, and then. At the end okay. of this podcast, we are going to do our list for the top three <laughs> the greatest bet. Bearcat uniforms. Are you are you ready for that? Yeah, I, I'm ready, man. It's only, okay. but I'm not going to spoil it. We'll just we'll just get to that. We'll get to that one time. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the, that'll be the dessert for sure. Yeah, that will exactly. be the dessert. Exactly. Um, now, this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They now have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. You won't lose any credit or have to start over. So I'll get you more information on that in a later podcast. So, JT, let's jump into this Vandy game. And the Vandy game was scheduled because the SMU game was canceled. And, you know, kind of a kind of a fill-in game. And, and I was I was glad they were able to, to get a fill-in game because – this team, you know, as you know, they just need to get a lot of reps at this point just because yep. of the 25-day pause, right? And also it was great, I think, to have Vandy come in, an SEC team, and then also Scottie Pippen Jr., a player of that caliber. It's, it's always good to play, you know, teams like that and players like that. Um, yeah. But, but it, to me it was like an odd – I had an odd feeling going into the game. And I, I missed the game live, which is very unusual. I had AU tryouts that night. Yeah, very <laughs> unusual. I had AU tryouts already scheduled. But I just had a really odd feeling going into this game because, you know, when you find out, like if you're a player and you find out SMU has, you know, canceled or the game's been postponed or whatever because of the COVID thing, your body kind of like, and mentally you kind of shift. You're kind of like, okay, yeah. we're not going to play Thursday, right? Yeah. So, 
we got to get ready for ECU. And then all of a sudden, Vandy's scheduled, and then their mind has to shift. And it's like, in, in some ways, the game didn't really matter in the large scheme of things, right? It wasn't a conference game. So I was very concerned um, going into it. I think my concern was was kind of spot on. Um, give me some of your thoughts on the game. Yeah, man. Uh, the game, I'm, I was happy that they were able to schedule that game just because, like you said, they had a 25-day layoff. SMU essentially got canceled, and they're going to play on Friday, of course, but it got canceled. They would have had a whole week off. Only thing that sucked about that game is that Mikey hurt his ankle um, and it had lost. Yeah. So that, that was the – that was the caveat on top of it. So it's like, man, Mikey twists his ankle and then, uh, you know, they lose. But you know, I knew that was going to be a weird game because the SEC team, even though they're not one of the top teams, they, you know, they can score. Everybody knew they could score. I just didn't – the line was weird. I think I think the Bearcats were like a six-and-a-half home favorite. So that made me a little nervous on top of, on top of them playing Bandy, you know, just on the whim. And – uh. Scotty Pippen just went to work, man. Scotty Pippen Jr. Man. He went to work, man. He was lights out, and it was a little bit too much. But the thing was, as bad as UC played at times, they had a chance to I know. actually steal that game. And they just they had like four four possessions in a row where they just couldn't score. And then after a while, Bandy started making free throws or making big plays, and it just iced the game. But you know, for people that, you know, were kind of dogging the team for losing the game and, like, the world was falling, I mean, they actually had a chance to pull that game off. And that's crazy for how lights out that that team played against, you know, UC on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so if you really look at this season, you know, JT, I, I think the Bearcats have had far too many games where the other team's best player or their second best player just had career nights. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And Scott, Scotty Pippen yeah. Jr. had a career night. What do you have? 36 points. Yeah. And, and 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 for me, I think moving forward with coach Brandon and and how he assembles, you know, his roster next year and just the culture of the Bearcat basketball program. And I think one thing that Bearcat basketball has always taken pride in and that is the the opposing team's best player was not going to beat us. I mean, if you think about yeah. You know, the days when, when I was playing, we played Lamar Odom, uh, Katino Mobley, D. Wade. I mean, I can go on and on the pros that we played. And Huggins yeah. was like, Lamar Odom's not going to beat us. It's going to be somebody yeah. else if they beat us. Yeah, for sure. And, they have to adapt to that. Yeah, you're right. They got to get to that that part. And that's that's to me, that's a lot of that is this toughness and, and attitude of, you know, your senior leaders, you know, Kenyon Martin was not going to let anybody come in and outshine him in the game. He was going to have <laughs> some sort of control of, of that game, and he would let you know if, if I mean, in the Bearcats at, at that point, you know, there was Pete Michael who was just locked down. You know, Reuben Patterson was 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 a great defender. And I think Coach Brandon is yeah. going to get there with with kind of putting his stamp on the culture that he wants and getting guys to to do that, but. That leads me to say this team has just been so every every game, I, and I, I I liken this season to keeping up with the Kardashians. And I know people are probably sick of hearing me say this on the podcast. One of my fa- one of my favorite shows. Have you ever watched Keeping Up with Kardashians? I watched it every once in a while. I watched it every once it, in a while. You know, it's a train wreck. 
from start yeah, for sure. to the end. And, for sure. and it's just there's just all kind of stuff happening. And and this <laughs> not to say that this season was a train wreck, but there's just so much in and out between players opting out, starting with do to rap to uh, you know, the Julius and then you get Mikey, um, you know, Saunders goes down. It's just like they're just so limited, but yet they still find ways to play tough. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, as soon as you think, like, they have an out to just lay down, they don't, you know, every time. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. Houston game, prime example, the sky was falling, everybody was pissed. Um, and, you know, they had a right to, right to be pissed, you know, fans, you know, former, you know, alumni, you know, as well. And, you know, you get just washed on the road by 38. You might as well say it was a 40-point game. I mean, they yeah. barely got it under 40. And, yep. uh you know, and everybody was pissed off. And I understand being pissed because um, after a while you're like, dang, I, I don't know. You know, it's like I didn't expect that because, you know, you go right. from, you know, trading punches with Houston the year before to them just steamrolling you on national TV. You're like, oh, yeah. man, this is this is crazy, right? And um, right. so then you go to the next game, you know, the Julius opts out, right? Or he he played that next game. He played the next game. He opts he out did. after the game. Right. right. So then they the won game. the game. Yep, so they win that game by one. So he's like, okay, this team hasn't quit, right? It's a perfect time for them to quit, lay down. Nobody would have got mad. They just would have just snowballed whatever they thought. If they love Brandon, they probably stay the same or they have a little bit more doubts. If they hate Brandon, then they – more fuel to the fire, right? If they're in between, right. it's probably still in between. You know, but but then they, they, they beat Tulsa, right? Then you get the Julius opting out. You're like, oh, snap. But then you understand mental mental health, sure. mental wellness. Sure. Okay, boom. A lot of people were kind of giving them flack on that, and I didn't like that, you know, just because these young men have to live almost like like um, like they're jail people, you know, right now. Cause they only could do so much. So it's like yeah. – in college, man, you having fun, so I understand. This is a different, different animal, man. Um, and let me say, let me say something real quick on that. Go for it. Um, for the Julius, when he when he opted out, and I I heard about it, then I read his reason. Um, I really yeah. sympathized with him because I, I think about when I played and some of my teammates. I can't imagine, and he's my boy, and I love him to death. But there is no way that you were going to be able to put Ruben Patterson in a room. And tell him he couldn't go out. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that man would have lost. That would have been just complete uh, chaos. I mean, I it's got to be tough on these gotta young be. men. It's got to be, man. You got to just take a step back. You know how free-flowing you were when you were in college. I know how mm-hmm. free-flowing I was when I was in college. All right, I might not come into my dorm or my apartment until – whatever time in the morning, you know what I mean? Right, I might, you know, whatever I'm doing, studying or whatever, having fun, whatever. And these young men are just, since what, you know, summertime, if they've been on campus, they've just been, you know, you can go to practice. I don't even know if they've been able to go full. Like, I don't think even every time they can go with everybody in the gym. At least at Mm -hmm. first they weren't able to. So it's like you might be there with four guys and that's it. And, you know, the coaches, and then, boom, you go back to your room. You go get some food, that's it. You, you're back to the room pretty much, you know. You might have to get a pass to go see a parent or something. You know, it's just like, it's crazy, man. And, um, I mean, I'm work, I've am i been working from home for almost a year, and it's been times, man, where I'm like, okay, I need to do something. So, you know, working out help, helps me stay, you know, stay sane. And I do a couple little things here and there, 
But mm-hmm. I can see how that can definitely affect a 18 to 23 year old person where they can't do anything besides study, work out occasionally, right. and play basketball. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. You can definitely mentally, you know, it can mentally wear on you. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, and my hope is that the Julius gets the help he needs, um, gets in a better space and is able to get on with his life and hopefully getting on with his life is, you know, returning to playing. I know the game he for loves sure. to play. For sure. Um, for sure. And hope and hopefully it, it sounds like all signs w- would would lean towards him wearing the red and black uh when he comes yeah. back. Um, yeah. not leaving. Yep. So yep. um let's let's hope that's the case. And and, and listen, there there are so many and, and like Bearcat fans, like you said earlier, you know, some folks were upset you know, about guys yeah. opting out and this and that. And, and I get that, but at the same the same token, you have to realize, like, we're, we are, as Bearcat fans, we are in a bubble where we're just concentrating on the red and black. However, yep. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, I run an AU program, so I've got a lot of kids playing college basketball all across the country. And yeah. I talk to them all the time. Their teams are going through the same thing. Like, this is yep. not exclusive to the Bearcats. This is a no. – a college basketball issue, not a John Brandon Cincinnati Bearcat issue. Correct, correct. This year is one of those one-off years. We just have to yeah, look at the positives, right? Like, everybody's want to be negative, negative, negative. Okay, we don't want to – or we're 500 right now. You know, people are ticked off about that. But at the same time, this team was 3-7 and seven before that big break. And now yep. they've scrapped back, even with all the opt-outs, you know, injuries, stuff like that, they've still been – respectable so it's like you got you got to take I'm, I'm the glass half full guy you know it, it's definitely sure. something that we'll have to do you know to you know to make that jump but if he can like i said if he can get them a rim protector i think i think you get easton another year of course you can keep easton right and then with jeremiah's jump from freshman to sophomore year and you know he came off a knee injury and how he's playing you you just can't expect him not to ascend even more this dude is fearless he puts the time in the gym you could tell and i think he's just going to be one of those guys like next year he'll i'm guessing he's going to be the go-to guy you know julius comes back for sure but he's going to be that guy that's the money man i think where he's going to be the bucket guy and you know Ethan, you can see that guy you can see him ascending as well but jeremiah man he's, he's playing his butt off and you just can tell you know, he's just that energy ball, and then you get more fans in there. He's going to feed on that, and I think he's just going to take the team to another level. But uh, yeah, and you can't get, also another yeah. another player that I think a lot of people forget about is Michael Adams Woods. He played forty minutes for Vandy, and to me, moving forward, he's going yep. to be your consistent piece to the puzzle. Yep. Like yep. He, he is like almost the consistent glue kind of bring everything together as you talk about jeremiah's got the energy tari's got the yep. upside with being a uh you know potential pro you, yep. you've got a lot of great pieces but mike michael adams was gonna have to be micah adams was gonna have to be that consistent piece moving forward i mean quick quick 40 minutes he had to with with yeah. mikey you know going out mm-hmm. but I, I yeah for sure but i i like the way he's been playing yeah he's he's definitely I probably say like this, but since the second return game, he's been pretty consistent. And yeah, I mean he had to play thirty eight games in the uh, ECU ECU game, you know. So he's been logging minutes and he's been playing playing well. I feel like his confidence has finally came back, and you could tell. Yeah, like yeah, 
For you know, sure. at first, I think his confidence was a little wavery. And, you know, that's what was shocking because how steady he played last year. And I was like, man, it looks like Mike's confidence isn't there the same. But now well, I, he's not he's not hesitating anymore. That's the main thing. It's like, all right, he's open. And if it's in the flow of the offense, he's taking it. If it's not, he's going to the hole. He's making the right play. And I think you're, you're, you're exactly right. And I think confidence is key. And the confidence came because I think during the offseason, you know, the staff was looking at moving him around, moving him more to the two guard. And, yeah. you know, he played, a, he played, I think, a lot different um, last year position-wise and was asked to do different things than he was asked this year. And I think he kind of settled in. And then, you know, as the lineup uh, or as guys started to opt out and leave, and he kind of shifted, I think, back to a comfort level. And then through that, you know, his confidence was built. But I, I agree with you 100% that after that 25-day layoff, it seems like maybe there was a conversation between – Micah and the coaching staff, and he's yeah. really he's really he's really stepped up. Let's use that as a segue into um, the ECU game. So let's forget about that Vandy. They lost seventy eight. <laughs> <All right>. let's, <laughs> right. let's, let's let's jump into better times. And I think you know what, one testament to this this basketball team, and I, you've got to give Coach Brand a lot of credit. Is you know usually when they come off a loss or a bad performance, they turn around and and have a win. And, um, right. And, you know, just when you think, you know, this team could, could fold, as you talked about earlier, just kind of, kind of give up. They're losing players. They, they know at one point, I think through warmups that Mikey, uh, Saunders is not going to play. So now they're down another guy, um, against ECU, but man, this team just yeah. keeps fighting and one eighty two to 69, which you know, JT is, is uncommon that this team's getting blowout wins, and they do it yeah. with the most depleted roster they've had <laughs> thus far this year. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is, man. It is. It was like, I don't know. It's like the, they were going back and forth in the first half. It came out good. Got a little sloppy at times. But then yep. they still were scoring, you know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. in the second half, I feel like after Keith hit that buzzer beater three, and after that, I feel like the team just was like, all right, let's, they just executed so good, man. It was crazy. Like, it was the one play that was kind of sloppy. He knocked it down, squares it up, and after that, they just took off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, Jeremiah gets the dunk, you know. And Mason Madison, man, that dude, because he's come back, um, he's <laughs> been he – had, he had a rough game against Vandy, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But that dude has – the confidence of uh, of an NBAer, man, like his confidence, like never wavers. Like you never see him like looking down on himself at all. And he was lighting, he lit ECU up, and he just gives you a lot of hope. Like man, you know, somebody that everybody kind of thought is just a throw-in for his brother, and he's showing that he can be a good combo guard, and he can shoot lights out. He's gonna play scrappy. So yeah, I mean. You know, so he played great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and you're listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast presented by Healthcare Management Group, and my guest today is uh, J.T. Smith. Um, and, and let me touch upon a Mason just a little bit more. Let me piggyback on that. And I was thinking about okay. this. Uh, I remember I went back after the ECU game, and I looked at some articles and some different tweets when um, yeah. the Matson brothers committed to, to UC. Uh. And I think <laughs> Xavier was looking at him too. And I don't know if you remember this, but even Xavier fans, when, when Xavier was recruiting these kids, 
they were like, well, no, no, I take that back. What happened? Okay, Xavier was recruiting along with other universities, and then they commit to UC. And I remember some Xavier folks like, oh, well, they can have them because you got to take that other brother, uh, Mason. The the Gabe's the good one, and we don't we yeah. don't want to have to do that package deal type of thing. Yeah. And and so they go through like, you know, a couple weeks of early season practices, and I was talking with some of the guys, and they were like. Hey man, that Mason kid ain't bad, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where all this, I don't know where all that stuff came from, but they they really liked his toughness. They said he had a little bit of an attitude that you need on the court. Like, you know, Steve Logan yeah. had attitude, which made him yeah. good. And, yeah. and I see that, I see that Mason man. He he's not shy about shooting that ball, man. Has that no, attitude? Man. Nope. He got that ultimate confidence, man. And it's like you know. You know, hopefully he get his brother back next year because you know they said he could light it up too. So it's like, all right, you get oh. a six 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 seven guy back, you know. But Mason, man, he's he's been impressive, dude. Like he's been balling, like flat out. He had the one shaky game, but he still was letting that thing go when he was open. Which that's all you ask for somebody. If you're a shooter, shoot. You know, so don't sure. don't be trying to make dumb passes just because you're missing them. But if you can shoot that thing, shoot it. That's what he's doing, you know. Um, and he ended up hitting one big one, you know, late there where I thought maybe they were going to make the run. But, uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be in that game. But ECU, shoot, he was lights out. And then uh, the, uh, I'm going to bounce him back around um, to the to the senior, to get some senior love, man. Um, Keith, Chris Bowe's been playing solid a little bit too. Like, you know, his minutes have been different. He's been playing a lot better lately. And then um, – I want to say Keith's been playing a lot, a lot better the last six, seven games as well. I mean, he's you know doing a better job getting his teammates involved, and they're running with the ball. You know, like all those guys, Mikey and Micah, and all those dudes are making plays, and it, it, it seems like they finally got that. I don't know with the, all the ins and outs with people, you know, decommitting, not decommitting, but you know, um, opting out and stuff. I feel like they still mm-hmm. still are learning to play with each other and playing with each other pretty well. You know, which is good at the end of the season. And I think you said something that was key um, about vote. I want to jump back to vote real quick. His time is more limited now, yeah. but I think that's been good for him because he's p- playing, you know, more limited time, but he's given us great value. Yeah, you know, I think definitely. in that ECU game, right, there was some great value. He had – I can't remember at what point in the game it was. He had a couple offensive rebounds off of missed miss shots that were crucial for that yeah. Bearcat run. And definitely. You know, I think he's he's just maximizing that time. He played seventeen minutes versus ECU, but I, I think he's maximizing that time um more and I know the fans are kinda of down on vote. Um yeah. but but yeah, I, I keep telling Bearcat fans, like, he might not be a thirty minute guy per game is going to do this and that, but I still think there's value. If it's between fifteen and uh, twenty minutes a game, he still can bring this Bearcat basketball team some value. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, like, like you said, I think with the limited minutes, I think it's helping him out a lot. I personally think think so. Because even yeah. if he gets in foul trouble, he still can play with some aggression. And, you know, wall up a, little, a lot, you know, even with those 15 to 20 minutes, you go hard for that time and boom. And, you know, if they need him longer, cool. But I think he's he's relishing in that role. I think, you know, his numbers aren't huge, but, you know, he he's having like the, the, the 6.5 rebound game, a couple blocks here and there. 
that is coming in coming in handy. He's kind of doing a little bit of dirty work, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and back to back to Keith Williams, and you were talking about him, and I, I was thinking about Keith Williams's career, um, and I was trying to think back to a former Bearcat that's had a career similar to Keith in that, you know, I think his senior year hasn't lived up to, I think, what people expected. Yeah, and, I could say that. Right? And I, 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 I think there's I, – I, I think there's – you have to be careful with that because of the whole pandemic, not having a yep. lot of preseason. There, there's just, I think, a, a different dynamic for Keith. But for sure. If you go and look at from the first game to ECU, and a lot of times we look at a complete game, like, for example, he played 30 minutes in the ECU game. But sometimes when you look at someone's value, you have to look at some of the crunch time minutes and what that guy does. And this season, as I went back and I was kind of looking through it, Keith Williams has given us some great crunch time minutes. You know, he might go a stretch of – right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do, man. I, I do. Like, I feel like if you look online, he's the most scrutinized player on the team. By and far. It's, well, and it's him crazy. And vote, yeah. I understand. Yeah, him and vote. Yeah, him and vote. But I feel like the vote stuff is kind of wavered down. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, it is what it is with vote. It is what like it is. It's like for the fan base. You know, like, they're like, if he does great, cool. If not – but, you know, some people are just like, why are they playing Keith? And it's like – Huh? Like I don't understand that. Like he, right. like the thing was, like at the beginning of the season, at this wacky year, he was the only guy you knew that was. I mean, you knew he had talent, of course. The Bearcats had talent, but he was the only guy you knew. What you know was going to be able to possibly shoulder the load from the beginning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And then okay, at first maybe he didn't play as well as everybody expected. He still was solid, but you know I think after this comeback, I feel like he's been playing very good. And he's doing a lot of little things that people aren't giving him credit for. Like, will Keith shoot a shot or two that people are like, maybe that's a bad shot? Even mm-hmm. last game, I thought he did well. But, um, yeah, he probably is. When, you're, when you think you're the best player or you feel like you're, you're the best player on the court, you're, you're warranted to a couple of uh, iffy shots, right? Because <laughs> he might Absolutely. make one, right? And, uh, but the thing is, like, he's done a good job passing the ball. He's rebounding pretty well for his position. And he's guard normally – when it gets crunch time, he normally tries to guard the best player if need be. I mean, there's a couple – what game was that when he got the steal on the – he got the steal. Somebody else might have scored the shot, but he got the steal, oh. steal to steal the game, right, to get yeah. drives and keep strips on. He had four yep. fouls. You know, it's certain stuff like, you know, he might get a charge call that's iffy. Sometimes sometimes warning, sometimes it's not. Um, maybe he tries to go for a steal he shouldn't go for maybe, but – I mean, I feel like his effort, it's, it's never about his effort to me. Like, I feel like he tries, he's not, he's, he's trying to win, for one. And I just feel like he plays with that old Bearcat toughness, you know? So, yeah. It, yeah. it's 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 bad. Like, I just feel like, I feel like he's, like I said, it didn't, the season didn't go what, like everybody expected, of course, for him. But I feel like he still had a solid season. I feel like he gets a bad rap just because of how talented he is. So, I know, like, people are like, oh, he could do more, maybe. But, I mean, I feel like he's doing a lot. I mean, he's playing sometimes the four, you know what I mean, the four slash three in <laughs> the senior year when he's really a two-guard, and he's, he does a pretty good job. You know, if people notice, he's always guarding, like, either – he's always guarding the guy with the heaviest weight. 
Have you ever noticed mm-hmm. that? Like he's the mm-hmm. six seven guy that can post two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And nobody says anything about that because they're not watching that. They're looking at maybe a layup that he missed or a force jumper or something like that. And it's like this dude guarding the, one of the biggest guys on the court, and he's six five. You know what I mean? And not right. like I mean he's a solid built guy, but he's not like a husky dude. You know so. Right, I, I'm, I'm a fan. So, and, and I, th- I think part of the, part of the issue is if you go back and just just go year to year and start mo- making your way back, we've had some great seniors wearing yeah, the red and sure. black, right? And I think yep. people, the expectation is that next guy up should have the yeah. same type of season and impact. I mean, you think about the Sean Kilpatrick's, the Gary Clark's, yeah. Uh, the, you know, I, I go on and on. You think about yeah. those guys senior years and you you expect okay they've been here long enough they should they should bring it like that every single yeah. night for the entire season and that's just not yeah. been the case with Keith it's been a weird year yeah. but I think if you look at crunch time minutes he's been very very valuable and I hope when it's all said and done people really look at his year based on that and some of the very yeah. valuable things he's done to help us win some basketball games Definitely, definitely. Hope so, too, man. Hope so, too. Yeah, and this segment is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. And, and I also – so I want to – we're talking about Keith. We talked about, you know, Vo, a little bit about Tari. And, you know, a lot has been made of recruiting, okay? So that's, yeah. that's become such <laughs> a big thing in, in, in football, basketball, doesn't matter what 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 major sport it is recruiting is such a big thing for the fan base and the the Bearcat fans have gotten so excited because Fickle and his staff have you know you you blink an eye they've got this recruit coming in four-star kid they you know it's just football such a different it's such a different animal when it comes to recruiting because you're recruiting so many guys there's so many football players on a team Um, and Fickle's staff's doing a great job and I think what fans have to understand in basketball, you're making a decision to bring in a player on a team that has limited roster spots, and you're trying not to make any mistakes. And True. that is difficult. And you're trying and you're trying not to make a mistake in recruiting during a pandemic. So that means you're not able to really watch these kids in person. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm on the AAU circuit. It is very, very tough to judge kids by video. I don't care what level coach you are. You, there's so many nuances you, you see when you watch a person live. I mean, it's just yeah. like I, don't, I, I had the chance to see Michael Jordan play in person, and I'm telling you, as great as it was on TV, to watch that dude float in person, to see him, sure. like, it was just a whole other level, man. It was like. Yeah, I believe it. I'm like, this is like Jesus walks right here, man. This is the, <laughs> the, the real deal. So I, I guess I guess what I'm getting to is, in my opinion, and I tweeted this out, JT, I want to get your opinion. I think okay. the future is bright. Just looking at the kids we have on the roster coming back for next year. And, of course, he's got to fill some pieces. But I think the future is bright based on who's coming back. Yeah, I think so too, man. I th- like I said, everybody's kind of stepped up. You know, you know, you got Micah is going to be a junior. Jeremiah is going to be a junior. Those guys, I feel like, are going to take big steps next year. Mikey's showing flashes of like, okay, this kid can play. You know, he makes freshman mistakes, but at the same time, what freshman isn't going to make those mistakes? 
especially at the point guard position, you know, Tari, you know, Tari, you know, the Julius, the Madsen brothers. I feel like then they got the, the, the locking kid who, you know, said was yeah. a pretty high recruit, you know, looks like he could shoot that thing, at least from what I've seen. Um, I saw a video. And, he shoot the ball. He moved pretty yeah. well. Yeah. So it's like, that gives him hope. He's kind of like the dark horse of this whole thing. So it's like, you know, pretty much AK of a punt year for him. And then you like, hey, if he comes in and plays well, then you got, these guys are cooking with fish grease, you know, and then if he can just get, I think, it's, <laughs> I think so, man, you know, a, a rim protector, you get a rim protector, just a guy that can jump and rebound and make the right play. I think that, I think that'll take this team to the next level. Cause I feel like, you know, Tari's going to get a little bit stronger, you know, of course, whole year in the system. I think he, you know, just going to be better in certain spots because he's going to have more practice times. I feel like practice should be a lot better for him in this coming up season, I hope. Fingers crossed, right? And then that irons out a few things, and I feel like he's going to make a super extension. So I feel like they got enough, I feel like, where they'll be be fine. It's just, you know, it's a couple little pieces here and there that might take them to the next level, you know? So we'll see. And that's why I say – that's why I say – the pieces they put in place have to be the right pieces. You can't. Yes. I and I, and I like the fact that Coach Brandon hasn't got caught up in, hey, we 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 got to announce that we've signed somebody and just just get play. It, that I I don't want him to do that. I'd rather him. Yeah. Make sure they recruit the right guy that fits the system because this is year. This is going to be year three. Next year yeah, will be important. year three for Coach. It's, it's a important. very important year and. Hopefully we're out of the pandemic, so people are going to be looking yeah. at him and going, Coach B, you 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 you've got to get it done. And yeah, for sure. It's a money year for sure. It's a money year, just like he said, man. You know, so I'm glad he's not going against the grain because I mean I feel like a lot of people are going to get to play. You know, I don't know when and I don't even know when signing day is for basketball. I can see why people are kind of like panicky, but at the same time. Hey, you should open up a little bit more. Obviously, you know that because you're working on that as we speak. And um, yep. so, you know, it might be a kid that's not getting the looks that he probably deserves, and maybe JB and the crew can see him, and boom, you get this unheralded kid that that changes. We you know what the landscape are. It might be a JUCO kid, or you know, with the tran with the transfer portal, uh, it's going to blow up like no other this year. A thousand it's kids. A thousand kids. So essentially, and that's not. I mean, I'm. You see it. You can see it. Like every time I click into my apps and I'm looking at stuff, I see all oh, this kid is coming out. This kid is, you know, in the portal. This kid's in the portal. So, you know, if he can get a, you know, maybe get a young guy that's a nice athletic kid, and maybe get somebody that's in that portal that's an athletic kid, then I feel like this team, you know, goes to the next level. Because if you pick the right people, it's like you said, you don't want to put a, a square, you know, a circle on a square pad in a square pot spot, right? Right. Or right. vice versa. So, you know, I feel like if he gets that one person, I know he, I, you could tell how he's been coaching lately. If he gets that athletic guy, I think it's just going to put the team to another level. I, that's what I think. I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have to tell, just to touch back on that portal, the transfer portal, I don't, I don't think people fully understand how crazy the portal is going to be this offseason. They're, they're predicting over 1,000 kids 
in the transfer portal. <laughs> I mean, that is going to be an absolute mess. And oh, so, man, it's going to be crazy. Crazy, right? So you look at, okay, you're Coach Brandon and his staff, right? So you look at your roster, and right now you have to go, okay, how many, first of all, how many of these guys are coming back? You don't yep. know that answer until after the season's over. So yep. that kind of puts a hold on your recruiting. That's one thing, yep. right? And then you have to look at, okay, let's say you've, you, you've got, you know, who's coming back. Like, you know, I know Keith and, and, and Chris um, can come back next year. Who, who knows? You know, I doubt they will, but who knows? And, yep. you know, so, you know, and Mama is a, a red shirt, red shirt junior, but he walked out on senior night. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what all that means. Yeah, um, true, true. If he comes back or not, but you have to factor in that. Then you have to factor in the overseas guys, the the foreign players. There's their foreign players out there to recruit. Yes. You know, yep. and then there's there's the high school kids and then there's the transfer portal. Yep. I mean, it it is so <laughs> much to navigate through and I'm trying to explain this to people like this is not an easy exact science right now for these college basketball no. coaches. No, and I think not at all. You, you said something I really liked earlier, and that is in this particular year you have to look at the positives. Got and, you. Right, and I think probably the biggest positive that I see, and, and hopefully he, he stays a Bearcat for a couple more years, that's Tari Eason. Man, yeah. I'm telling you, that kid yep. embodies everything with Bearcat basketball. Yep, he reminds me, you know, like when he, I talked about on my pod with, you know, a couple guests, but when I look at him, he gives me that feel of like the Max Fields, the Hicks type dudes. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that that yep. power forward that can do a lot. I just think he's going to get a lot better, man. They, they, You know, hopefully he's coming back because he's the guy like him and Jeremiah right now are like the, the two that you're like, okay. I, I can see what's going. I can see what's going to happen here. You know, these yep. guys are just going to keep getting better because you know, Eason. He if he gets the worst foul. I mean, he he's definitely a freshman and sometimes doesn't move his feet as well. But um, just because he's so athletic, but at the same time, he gets some of the t- most ter- the the terriblest calls against him, like on a oh. game game by game basis. Man, it's no like question. it's crazy. I mean, like half of them. Okay, sometimes he does foul. But I mean, it's like half of his foul. I think all season could be reversed if it was a a dispute. What's the thing? The challenge rule. You know, they got it challenge, in the NBA. Right. They could challenge. They could challenge. Right. He would probably only have like two to three fouls a game. Besides, always getting four to five. So, but you just see it, man. He can do everything. He can he can get on the rebound and take it. You know, his jumper's solid. You know, he can finish at the rim. You know, it's just little stuff he's going to have to improve on that you can see. You know, he's going to improve on just from getting more practice time and working with the staff. So, yeah, you know, you know what dude, I would love to see? I would love to see – I should text him after we get off this, but I would love to see <laughs> Gary, Gary Clark come back and work with Tari this offseason because the reason I say Gary, because mm. Gary's one of those guys that got better every single year, and he kind of shaped his game to really to fit in the NBA when most people didn't think Gary Clark was the NBA prospect of yeah. his team. You know, you look at Jacob Evans, and yeah. you're like, oh, Jacob, yeah. Jacob's the pro. But at the end of the day, yep. Gary Clark's been the pro. Yeah, right? you're right. And I feel, like, I feel like Gary could really teach Tari the nuances of, hey, this is what you're going to face in the league. 
here's what you need to work on in college. You know, you need to be able to step out and hit. And Tari stepped out and hit some big threes. He's yeah. dunking on people's heads. Okay, that yeah. alley-oop from Matson. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, baby. Um, yeah, man. Definitely, so I would, I would, definitely got excited. I would, yeah, I would, I would love to see Gary come back. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to text Gary and tell him, like, hey, man, you got to come back and work with this. Sorry, that, yeah, that'd be dope. You should do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you're listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Uh, you know, JT, I want to jump into the conference tournament, which if you would have told me earlier in the year um, the way we were headed, I'm like, man, we're going to be the 11th seed, the way things are uh, looking. But, you know, things started to – yeah, things started to come together and – I think with all things considered, with all the opt-outs and the, 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 the pause and everything, to be a number five seed is pretty damn amazing. I'm happy about yeah. it. We play sure. an SMU team that I believe we, we beat earlier in the season, right? Yeah, yeah we beat them yep. earlier this year. Yeah, so, for the pause. Yeah, yeah so, so, so what are your thoughts about, um, you know, the Bearcats going against SMU and, and what they need to do to win that basketball game? All right, so I'm gonna start off like this. Uh, I hope all those young men are fine because you know they they just they they went through. I think they've been not haven't played in 20 some days themselves. This would be the first time they play. So, mm. so like that thing. Like right. so I hope they're good. You know, right? Because that's that sucks, right? You know, they've been sick and can't play. So the good thing, but on the you know being devil devil's advocate, it's great for the Bearcats. They've been playing. They get to play a team that may be at this time more talented, maybe the better team per se on paper right mm-hmm. now, but the Bearcats are in the flow. So I feel like that's a super advantage for the Bearcats, even with them being shorthanded. And yep. I'm excited about it because then if the Bearcats do win, they avoid Houston until possibly the finals if Houston goes to the finals. You know, even yep. though Wichita State is the, the number one seed, mm-hmm. I still feel – a little bit better playing against Wichita, even though they have had a heck of a year. But I'd rather play Wichita before I play uh, before I play Houston personally. So yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that, and we'll just see what happens. You know. So. Well, and and also the other thing is, um, I, I hope things work out with SMU and they can play that game. It sounds like they're headed yeah. in the right direction, right? They can yeah, play that game. Sure. It seems so like hopefully it. nothing. Yeah, hopefully nothing happens. Um, yeah. And, I, and I do agree with you. So I personally think the hottest team in the league right now is Wichita State. Like I feel yeah. like they've been playing some of the best basketball. Their head coach now, the interim tag has been taken off. He's now the head coach. And now he can kind of ease in. The, the players are playing with a great amount of confidence. They just won the conference. You know, they celebrated. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're thinking they're going to come and win this tournament. However, I agree with you that I would rather see Houston in a championship game because I feel like just that physicality of Houston just gives us fits. Like that Houston game yeah. was like, oh, my yeah, Houston, God. Man. Yeah, Houston right? game was rough. Like, it was rough, oh. man. And I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with if we make it, if we're fortunate enough to make it to the finals on Sunday, March 14th, yeah. and play Houston. I'm cool with whatever happens. Like, I, of course, True. I want us to win. But for us to get there and just have an opportunity, um, I think will be exciting for this basketball team. I think the fan bases will be 
will be through the roof just excited about that game because if this team knocks off SMU, comes out and, and if Wichita State makes it that far yeah. um, in the semifinals and beats Wichita State and has a chance to play if it's Houston, if it's Memphis, whoever's in the lower bracket, I mean, that's yeah. a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, right? Exactly. Exactly. That would be, be crazy. Wild. That would be super wild. Be crazy. <laughs> yeah, Disney movie. Right, right, right. Disney movie. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to tell you, and having known this, um, you know, you know, playing and playing an NCAA tournament, one of the scariest things to do is to play a team that's confident going into the NCAA, regardless of what seed they are. They could be the 14th seed. They could be whatever 12th yeah. seed, whatever seed. If they're playing with a high level of confidence and start shooting the ball well, yeah, man, NCAA is a different – that's a different tournament, different animal. man. Different, different animal, animal. Man. <laughs> For sure. For sure, man. See what happens, man. I hope, I hope that comes to fruition. That would be pretty dope. No, I, I definitely – nobody a couple months ago would say, hey, this team would, would have a chance. So, you know, or even be ranked as high in the conference, you know. So, right, we'll just see what happens. Because, you know, I definitely thought, uh, you know, 10 or, or worse was going to be where they were going to settle at the, at the end of – you know, Same. when they were 3-7, and seven, it was like, ah, it could be interesting. You know, then they had the 25-day layoff. So that, that didn't help, you know. But then they just – I think they played – a lot, way ten times better since that layoff, you know. So even with all yep. the, the miss, rolling, you know, rolling the dice, or not rolling the dice, but all the missing pieces are, you know, the messing with the puzzle, you know, puzzle pieces are missing here, here and there. They're still just, you know, collaging it together and making it work, finding a way, and and hopefully they're able to string together. My my only concern in the conference tournament is. They have to play these games back to back to back. I mean, to to make yeah. it the championship game, they're gonna have yeah. to win three games in three days, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And that's that's tough to do. That's just yeah, especially with a depleted, you know, roster. Hopefully, Mikey's healthy. Um, who knows? Yeah. We might get a we might get a surprise with uh, the Julius. He might feel good and come back. Who who knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah, you don't know. That you would be know, great, man. but yeah. It'd, For sure. it'd be uh it'd be very interesting to see. So um this segment was sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. So JT, I now want to jump into uh definitely a hot topic. I know on um your podcast we did a list. You want to, you want to tell <laughs> yeah. everybody what we talked about? Yeah, we talked about our five best no, our top five shoes. So we talked about our top five shoes. Um, we all had our little backstory about why and it made it pretty cool. So, you yeah, know, that's pretty dope. And you, you know, good. Well, you can't have me on a podcast, talk about shoes and expect it to be limited time. And I, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm for gonna... sure. It didn't. I figured, <laughs> I figured, you know, I, I figured, but it's all good. It worked out. It worked out cool. It was fun times. <laughs> Yo, oh no, for sure. I'm always down to talk. If, if somebody gets me on a podcast and says, we're going to talk about, uh, shoes, hip hop, or pizza? Like favorite pizza? Oh man, you you oh, better man. make this a two parter because oh, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. I love me some pizza. It's going man. down. Huh? Uh, me too, man. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite pizza? <laughs> by the way, man, I'm I'm the meat lovers guy, man. So from, meat lovers from from where? Ah oh, man, from probably Dewey's right now. Ah uh, yeah. Change. 
man. No, 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 no. You're right. Dewey's is Dewey's is the best. I'm I love determined. Dewey's, man. I want Dewey's to be a sponsor of, of uh, my podcast. I'm determined I, I to make that happen. And all they have to do is give me a, a free pizza once a week, and I'm Gucci. Hey, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Man. Yeah, Dewey's is, is great, man. I feel you. I need to, I yeah. need to holler at them, too, see if they want to sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we'll do is they'll sponsor your podcast and mine. They'll give you half the pizza and give me the uh, other half. All right, that's cool. The they give me a small. <laughs> they give me a small or medium, whatever. <laughs> you can make it work. I'll be there every week, too, to collect. Like, hey, I'm, sure, I'm the guy you're sponsoring. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No question. Uh, let's yeah, let's jump sure. into these top three uh, Bearcat unis of all time. And I, I am actually going to do a podcast later. Uh, once we get out of this season, I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a bunch of special podcasts lined up. But one of them okay. is going to be I'm going to take a deep dive into the history of the Bearcat uniforms. Okay. Um, because I nice, think it's nice. I think it's great time for that because you know we'll see what happens with this Under Armour deal and what happens next. I think it's probably a great time to start talking about the history of Bearcat uniforms again. So, um, with that being said, I want to do the top three Bearcat unis of all time, and here's how I'd like to do it. I'd like okay. for us to go back and forth. So you're going to give me number three. And I'm going to give you my number three. Then you're going to go number okay. two. I'm going to go two. And I think we're both going to probably agree on one. Um, so let's start with number okay. three. Yeah, we're definitely going to agree on one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know. But but we still got to talk about it. But So number for sure, three. For sure. What's your All right. number three? You going first? All right. All no, right, no, so you're going first. I'm a, okay, so I'm going number three. I'm going with the like the Oscar Robinson Style Ooh. number three. Now why number that? three? Cause man, I liked it the way like the Cincinnati was on their chest. Cause that that's the, they had the bold they had the bold letters right right. Am I, am I not mistaken right? They had the bold ones. I feel like I feel like I feel like you see Warren one year. They might have been with Adidas yeah, and they were decent. They, I don't know if they really did it, how they should have done they, it, but they were still kind of decent when they re, they redid them. Yeah, they a had, little bit. Yeah, I think they had Cincinnati. I think Oscars. Yeah, they had Cincinnati kind of written out. You know, it was like look really long on the on the jersey. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah, on the jersey, right? Yeah, they had them long. Yeah, they kind of were like thick letters. What are they like thick letters? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that picture of him with jumping with his legs jumping, spread yeah, out. Yeah, Cincinnati was that's what, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes me like, I'm like, okay, I'm about to show the OGs, the super OGs some love with that, those. Because they were tight. I think if, I wouldn't mind if Nike got a chance to redo them. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> throw that out there in the universe. Again, you know how that goes. I'll do that. I'll do that every time. Every time I can do it, I'll do it. Throw that to the universe. So um, Nike could redo them. I think they'd be even sweeter, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but no, so that's no that's my number three. I'm gonna go with the OGs, Oscar. I liked it the way that Cincinnati was on his chest. They were like they were everything else was more basic because you know that that time frame. But I think that was real clean, just the way the style was. Like okay. know, I think if Nike got a chance to do the that. remix, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna roll it. Be... It's a, it's a, yeah yeah. I, 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 that's good. That's a good call. I, I like that. I like that selection. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you my What's number three. Theory? My num- 
my third is, and let me see if I can throw you back to this 1974. I'm going to take you back. What year were you born? Okay. Man, 83. So you 83. So I'm going to yeah, take, take you back back. So I was born in 70. Do more research. So I was I wasn't yeah, I wasn't around for this, but um used to be a guy that played for the Bearcat name uh Bearcats name Lloyd Batts. And okay. I'm gonna tell you, Lloyd Batts OG. had he's an OG. He had the best afro in the history of UC Bearcat basketball. Nobody had a better afro. When we get off Google search Lloyd Batts <laughs> Bearcat, All right, we'll do. man. If I, I I think I want to do a T-shirt just with his afro on it. His afro <laughs> was so dope. But they wore uh, a uniform that just said the cats, and it was written out and had that look little um, swirl underneath. So okay. the cats uniform, I, I just man, it's just so to me. It's just it's got a, a an iconic look from like that seventies time period. And you've got – and I think, too, J.T., tell me if you agree with this, but I think a lot of times what happens is you get a certain player that you, like, like, and you see them in yep. that uniform, and they just look a certain way, and you like that uniform because the way they, you know, look in it, their, their athleticism, yep. right? And yes, I think Lloyd, Lloyd Batts made that, that uniform for me just because, man, that afro and just how cool he looked. He had a little – Little chin hair, like he almost looked like yeah. a cartoon character. Make sure you look that up. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, for sure. For okay, sure. let's jump to your number two. All right, number two, I'm going with the the Nick Van Exel Final Four unis. Mmm. Mm. And then I like the white. I mean, all all, this, all those styles were cool. I liked it those a lot with the Cincinnati. I liked it the short style. You know, of course they had a lot of dogs playing in that uniform, so it just made it even better, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I love that style. So that one, because when they redid those, even Under Armour did a good job remaking those to me. Um, mm-hmm. They should have made them more available to the fan base to me, but, hey, I mean, can't cry or still milk on that one. But that one would be another one I wouldn't mind Nike touching again. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I love those uniforms, man. I think they're real cool with Cincinnati, with the, you know, how they – you know, had the you know, sea paw with the with the little bear claw. You could see it crawling out. You know, a little bit, and uh, all those colorways were dope. You know, the, you know, went red. The black, all black ones were dope. All white were dope. So, you know, and they it didn't it didn't hurt that they were winning a lot, a lot of basketball, and then those bad boys too. Yeah, I love that uniform. So, my number two is the same as yours. I'm going with the Final Four uniform. And it's funny you okay. say Nick Van Exel because Nick Van Exel is my favorite Bearcat of all time. Same. And... <laughs> oh, you're the same. Same, same man. Same. I love dude. it, man. Lasty, Nick was little guy. I mean, he was I mean, uh, big, per se, for the normal people, but like a little guy, per se, with 6'2", 6'3", and then just could do so much. Special, special player. He, to me, like growing up, that that Final Four team, to me, is still, like, when I think of Bearcat basketball, I mean, I immediately yeah. think of that Final Four team. Like, no, sure. offense to the, no offense to the championship team, 61-62, no offense to yeah, Oscar sure. and the teams he was on. But I, I just, I love that Final Four group. There was just so many personalities yep. and characters, Nick Van Exel being my favorite. And that, that black uniform from that Final Four team, 
was just was so, so fire. So, so iconic. <laughs> and then you yeah, got Nick Van Exel, how he wore it with the T-shirt underneath. He's got the baggy yep. white socks with the black shoes. Like Yeah, the black shoes, yep. For sure. Oh, that's and definitely. So fire. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely my favorite, one of my favorites. So let's. And, and we're gonna agree, we're gonna agree on this next one, but uh, oh, I think sure. we, we have to discuss it. So uh, why don't you take it? All right, we've talked about this many a times. I don't know if people have been paying attention, but the build up is probably not even there because everybody knows <laughs> the Jordan uniforms of Cincinnati are honestly. I probably would say these are the best uniforms in college basketball ever. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> or at least yeah. top five in college basketball ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they, those are my number one. Uh, all the players that wore it made it even more special. But the style, like, if you bring that out, that uniform back right now, it's still going to get the same amount of love it got 20 years ago or mm. whenever they stopped wearing them. You know, it was 17 years ago when they stopped or when they started, you know, 22 years ago, whenever – that they're still going to get that love, man, because those things, I remember buying, like, every pair. I just wish I would have kept better care of them. Every pair of those um, shorts. Mm. Every one, I had a pair of red ones. I had a pair of black ones. I had a pair of white ones. My only mm. regret is not being able to talk to one of the players to see if they could throw me a couple. You know what I mean? Like, that's my only regret about that unit. Like, man, just throw me a couple of shorts. But uh, <laughs> that's it. Like, those things were great, man. You had all the sweet Jordans. Every Jordan every Jordan was already going to come with a UC colorway. Then they had their own special Jordans with it, made it even sweeter. Then you had all these, you know, you got Kenyon wearing it, Steve, you know, Stokes, you know, everybody, you know, all those people that just, that those names hold so much weight, especially if you're a UC fan or a person that covers the team and, you know, you got a little, you know, a little bit about it, the history. It's like, uh, you, you got, you got, that's got to be your number one, man. Like that's, that's it. Like I know, yeah. you know, we didn't even, I mean, people probably that listen to the podcast because sometimes, you know, that was, that was the answer. Yeah. It's not yeah. their answer. They should need, they, they, need, they got, uh, I don't know. They need to go get checked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know probably the, I would say the older generation is probably going to be partial to the Oscar uniforms, the the championship teams uniforms, yeah. because of just that generation. And I, and I, I get that, and I respect that. However, yeah, respect it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Obviously, I agree with you that the Jumpman, uh, the Cat Scratch Unis, is actually the the name of that style. It was called Cat Scratch mm. Uniform, and for for me, obviously, um, it, they, the the first you know the uniforms came when I when I arrived. So my first year was the first time Bearcats ever wore the Jordan uniform. Um, and and so back to seeing a player in a in a uniform, man. Think about that. Okay, think about those white blocks on the side of the uniforms that started. I'm talking about the black uniforms and, and looking yeah, at the white sure. boxes on the side, right? So you you think about yeah. how you know how it looks vertically. And then think about Kenyon Martin jumping in the air. Like they, it was yeah. just like that uniform yeah. looked so good on Kenyon because he was so long. He jumped so high, and those boxes just like spread out, and it just man, it was just was, so dope. I I remember we were playing in Chicago. We were playing DePaul, and the the DePaul was good that year. They had uh, what was his name? Uh, 
uh, Richardson, right? Quentin. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that Quentin, that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They they were they had just they had some dogs on their team. So I remember <laughs> those guys just saying. Now they're in Chicago, right? And yeah, that's that's home. That's the mecca of Michael Jordan and and, and, and sure. Jordan Brand. And here we are, a Jordan team, and they're like, "Hey, man, those are the dopest uniforms ever." Like they're telling <laughs> us that during the game and in warmups. It was so funny. I will never. <laughs> Never forget that. But I, I, have a, I, have, I have actually two good stories behind the uniforms. And I can't remember. I, I might have told one on your podcast, but I don't think I've shared this particular one on my podcast. And that is we we got shipped to Idaho to play in the NCAA tournament, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're out there playing. i never forget this. We go, This is a true story. We go and practice at a high school in Idaho. And it was maybe two days prior to our first tournament game. And, and we're yeah. out there. Um, <laughs> and I'll never forget, we walk out. I couldn't tell you the, the name of the high school if you gave me a, a $100 right now. But we walk <laughs> in this high school, and we look. You know, they have pictures of the, like, team, the high school team on the wall or whatever. Yeah. And we're walking to the, to the gym or whatever, and we're walking to the – and I'm like – wait a minute, and we're all looking at the wall like, yo, they've got the same uniform. So that high school team, like many high school teams around the country, they copied that those blocks on That's the side that. of our uniform. Remember that? Remember how the high school yeah. teams were doing that? Yep, for they, sure. This, this high school team in Idaho, like I had <laughs> never been to Idaho in my life. I didn't even know they had, like, TVs in Idaho, and they had our uniform. That blew our mind. Like, we knew, like, I remember we were just like, yo, this is a big deal, man. I remember talking like, this is a really, really big deal. For sure. For sure. And you got to think, too, JT, how much that uniform, wearing the Jordan shoes, the type of players we had, like, the recruiting, it was so easy it was so easy to recruit. Like you, you had all the things you needed to recruit. Yeah, you got all the necessities. That's for sure. <laughs> right? For sure, right. you did, man. I'm telling you. As I tell everybody else, like, like I understand why they had to go Under Armour, et cetera. Dude, you, those young men leave the court when they don't have to worry about being branded up. They're not mm-hmm. wearing Under Armour. And that's just mm-hmm. be honest. Like they're not. They're not. No matter what, how, what age they are, it's, it's just it's something about it's something about that that brand, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Got to be honest. Being honest. So. Yeah. And you mentioned somebody else earlier. And I think style wise, like if you think about, so when I when I played, and then I think that year or so after me, um, we only had the black away and the white home. So I never yeah. had the red. So there was the second generation uh, yeah. Yeah. of the the Jordan uniform. I was the first. I still think the first generation was the best. Um, although, like James White, when James White wore the all red Jordan uni, yeah. he had the red Jordans on. Man, yeah, that's, that so, that's so iconic. That's but I think another iconic fine. look was that first generation of, of Jordan uniforms, the black uniforms. The white blocks on the side, and Leonard Stokes had that white headband. It just yep, the it, headband. It just 
Man, it, it just so popped fire. with that uniform. <laughs> it was so Ooh. fire, dude. It was so fire. Those had that hairband. That was, like, the coolest thing. I need to tell them that, too. I need to actually let them know. Like, man, you know that was, like, one of the one of the coolest things ever, for real. No, no. Tell, <laughs> tell them we talked about that on the podcast. Eh? We said that's one of the more, more iconic looks with, with that for uniform. For sure. Yeah, when that, that white sure. headband made it pop. Um, it did. I, I agree with you. I think they're, they're like, in the history of college basketball, they're probably uniforms that have kind of like a um, – you know they have a long history tradition. Like, okay, look at look at college football. You think about yeah. Notre Notre Dame doesn't have the best uniforms in the history of college football, but the helmet's so iconic and people yeah. can tell it right away. Like Penn State is that's a basic yeah. uniform, but there's sure. there's an iconic you know piece to it. But I think if you look at like Michigan and Duke, like people recognize that right away and just the history of yeah. what they did. But when it comes to aesthetics, just design. Color blocking, no question, hands down. For sure, Bearcats best ever. Like design wise, yeah. this is no question. Yeah, for sure. I'm not. We're not even gonna argue that. That's flat out. <laughs> <laughs> they got. They got to come see us on that one. <laughs> we, oh, we can talk about they, that one. <laughs> and they don't. They, they don't want to. They don't want to see us. They don't. They don't want to nah, see us. Nah. You know what I was thinking? I, you know what I was thinking? I I thought this would be um, a really cool thing. I would love to find out. If some of those players um, from back back in the day still had their old uniforms, like do you remember when Oscar played? They had belts with their shorts. They didn't have drawstrings. They had belts. Do you That's remember crazy. that? That's crazy. Yeah, I do do remember that. It was almost like they football had... pants. <laughs> they had belts. Like I always That's wondered, crazy. like how cool it would be if he still had those shorts or somebody still had those, man. That's like museum. Yeah. Like the, the Jersey and the shorts are like, it, sure. would, it would be, it would be really dope to see a museum of the Bearcat uniforms, you know, over the years. If, if they yeah, still have some, yeah, I'd love to go through that closet. That'd they might have. Um, same. Same. Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, man, I always appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, hopefully the Bearcats can win, uh, three games here, make it to the championship, and head off to the NCAA tournament. Um, I know, that man. Would be, Fingers crossed. That'd be dope. <laughs> no, no no doubt about it. And um, so I'm going to be calling on you this off season. I want to get um, you, Terry Nelson, uh, Justin Williams, Keith Jenkins. I'm going to get a group of us together, do kind of a roundtable uh, Bearcat that, discussion. I'll for sure, man. Let me know. I'll for sure. Okay. Let me know. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Here. We're gonna do it this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. You know, you know where I'm at. Okay, I do. I know how to find yeah. you. Yep, hit me up. You All know. right, brother. Hey, hey, man. As always, man, I appreciate you coming on the Bearcat Basketball Podcast, presented by the Healthcare Management Group. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch, man, and, and talk a little Bearcat basketball here very soon. Okay. All right, sounds like a plan. All right, JT, man. Talk to you soon, brother. Be safe. All right, man. Have a good one. I want to thank everyone for listening to Season 2 of The Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Once again, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, BigMeach41. And I'm now dancing on TikTok, at Alex Meacham 41 
I appreciate everyone listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats!